Welcome to Lash Girls Need Love Too. We are your co-hosts and lash artists, Italia and Crystal. This podcast is where we give raw and detailed tips as well as advice on how to grow and run a successful lash business. We are both in different stages of our businesses and want to share our journeys with you all. Listen and follow along if you are trying to grow your business, grow individually as a lash artist, or for authentic insight into the lash industry. Hi guys, welcome back. This is your co-host Crystal and Natalia and today we are going to do an episode on building your clientele and how to start building your dream clientele. So a lot of people, I feel like what is the definition of your dream clientele is very different for everybody because yeah. everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, but most people definitely look for something else in a client than other people may. So me and Crystal may not have the same definition of our dream clientele because we might look for different things in clients. And everybody's not for everybody. So, you know, there's certain people that may like my work or there's certain people that may like another artist's work or, you know, depending on what they like and those aspects as well, that goes in the factor of your dream clientele because you have a certain aesthetic and there's some people that like the certain way you do things or the certain way other people do things. So you'll find your like clientele and your people along the way of you doing what you're doing. And then also the aspects and standards you want your clients to have. Right. If someone were to ask me what is like the key ingredient Or what is like the secret answer to having like or building or starting your dream clientele? It would be to be a reliable lash artist. Me and Crystal too many times have heard people say, oh, they always cancel my lash artist, always reschedules me, whatever, things like that. And I think, you know, while we are looking for our dream clientele, our dream clientele are looking looking for reliable lash artists. And they're looking for artists. Yeah. Yeah. So So it's kind of like, you know, they want someone who's going to do a good job and all, you know, all that stuff. So I definitely feel like you have to just, it starts with you. Yeah, you have to be your 100% self for, you know, those people to find you because the people that you want are also wanting you, but you have to be that person for them to even. Because you want someone who's going to want to come to you on time for their fills and not, you know, go to someone else one month and then come back. You know, you want them to be loyal and you want them to be on time. So you have to, you know, also do the same for them. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about dream clientele at the end of this episode, but in the beginning, we kind of just want to go over and talk about building your clientele and what that looks like and how to do it and like the different kind of steps and processes to it. So we're just going to dive a little bit into that. So building clientele obviously is going to take time. Like that's the number one thing that you need in building clientele. It's not going to happen like overnight or at a snap of a finger. So the number one thing is to be patient. Um, But to build your clientele to the best potential, you want to be utilizing all tools that you can. So like using social media, being on Google or printing out business cards and all of those things go in account to when you are trying to build your clientele. And I think both me and Italia will be able to say that like one of the biggest things when building a clientele is word of mouth. So the biggest thing that goes into word of mouth is when you are doing your service on that person that you are making sure you're giving the best service you can to each client that you do 
so that when they're done with you and they talk to other people, they have good things to say about you and you give them a nice experience and the environment is good for them to kind of like rave about you and talk highly of you to other people for them to want to be interested in coming to you as well. I definitely feel like a lot of my clients, like I like realize in my Google reviews, a lot of them love to say, she made me feel so comfortable and she's, yeah. she definitely is very knowledgeable in her craft and explained it very well. It's like things like that, you know, elevate an experience a lot more when you make people feel comfortable and you make mm-hmm. people feel like no questions, stupid question. Ask me whatever you need to know. Yeah. You know, um, if you're uncomfortable, let me know. Like whatever things like that, because that really does make that person un- like feel like, okay, like she's cool. She's like, you know, she is easy to talk to. Yeah. I don't have to be scared to tell her if the tape moves up in my eye or you know I'm not gonna you know cause too much trouble or whatever like you just want to make them feel feel, comfortable yeah be or say whatever they need to and I definitely think that gives like a more like when you're just very relatable in the fact that they realize I understand that I'm coming to this professional for service but you know I feel like she's a regular person too she's cool she's not yeah like She's not so strict that you can't have like a regular conversation. Yeah, like about I just something. don't want people to feel like I'm like, yeah, like you just get your service done and get out. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm a real person too. Like I make mistakes just like you do. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about real life stuff. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like we said, the biggest things with having word of mouth in mind is have a good welcoming environment somewhere that people are going to feel like oh this is nice like I feel comfortable here I like you know where I'm at it's relaxing you know whatever it is and you also want to give a good experience so that means like how you are presenting yourself and how you are relaying your education to the people and um, you giving them a good experience of you know, you're doing a good job with what you're doing and you're using good quality product that they'll actually be able to like, like you're giving them a service that they like and you're not using like crappy stuff that they could tell like, oh, this is not a good job or whatever that the case may be with that. And yeah, you just being like nice and welcoming and being able to provide that good experience for them. And you have to remember these people are coming into, especially if it's like their first time, they are coming into a random space and laying yeah. down with their eyes closed. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. It's very vulnerable. So you have to like realize that. And I know it becomes a daily routine and you think nothing of it. Just so, hi, welcome. Okay, lay down. Like it's yeah. like some people it's really uncomfortable and they're like yeah, kind of like scared. I can't even look around the room yet to see what's like going on in here, who's in here. Like you kind of got to give a moment to these people to like, really like you know get comfortable and that's why like welcoming them in a very you know nice manner and having a little bit of conversation other than just about the lashes or about the brows or whatever service you're doing a little conversation about just the day how the day is going or the weather or something just to make them realize that like yeah like you know I'm a cool person like you don't have nothing to worry about I know you're about to lay down for two hours with your eyes closed however nothing's gonna go wrong like you're good so Mm -hmm. I just feel like people like overlook that and think oh like they know they're coming with their lashes done however if it is their first time in your space they need to get comfortable with you in your space yeah so other than word of mouth obviously using social media is a very big tool that some people may overlook that I feel like I get my other than word of mouth like majority of my clients come from social media so you know you want to be able to 
have somewhere you are putting your work out there and people are able to see it and you can your business starts from like when people find you from wherever they find you whether it be google or facebook or instagram that's like your first interaction with your clients so you want to make sure you are presenting yourself in the way you want to on all of those platforms that's your first impression to those people so yeah we do have a whole episode on social media that we done if, um, a good amount of episodes ago. If you want to check that out, check it out. And we are very soon in the future going to be doing another social media episode a little bit further into detail and a little bit of other details that we didn't speak about in the last episode about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so look forward to that. However, I definitely feel like social media is so present in this day that it's yeah. like if you're not using it, I'm not going to say you can't be successful. However, no. it is going to be a lot harder because you could be missing out on a lot. Honestly, there's so many lash artists pretty much everywhere. So it's kind of like you need to be able to show your work and you need to be able to show what you have to offer you mm-hmm. in your business. And the only way to do that is through pictures and posts and paragraphs and things like that. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is really easy and, you know, way more accessible and easy to look on Instagram or on Facebook or things like that versus like, yeah, some people may go to your website to read about you. However, not a lot of people do that. Some people just use Instagram hashtags and mm-hmm. random things like that that you kind of look like over. Your portfolio. But yeah, it's literally like a portfolio. And it's just very important because you need to have something to, you know, refer people to other than your website because, yeah, your website can have all the information they need, but people are still going to message you and ask you questions that yeah. are all, that's on your website in three different places. So you just have to realize that Social media should be taken seriously. Yeah. I know it's a lot of work. And, you know, if you're in the part of like point of your business where you can't afford to pay someone to do it for you and you have to do it yourself, you know, limit yourself and just say, hey, let me make one post a day, one mm-hmm. post a night, or let me commit two hours every Friday to making Instagram content and yeah. like planning it out and, you know, saving it in my Instagram draft so I can just post it, things like that so that you can be successful in that area without having to like stress about it multiple days a week. Yeah. And social media is such a great way for you to express you and your business and set yourself as part from other businesses out there. It's such a great tool to be able to just get your personality across or, you know, show what you want in your business and, and attract your dream clientele through how you present yourself on your social media and on, you know, the on the social world, whether it be through internet or social media. So you can have fun and play around with that and really get to express yourself in the way that you want to. I definitely feel like social media is like bigger than ever, you know, and present in this world and this time of day because, you know, social media just gives the people a quick look at your business. And that's a good thing because, you know, that's why people like TikTok. Like they like to just look at a quick glimpse of whatever it is and, you know, scroll to the next thing. So it's like, if someone can just go to your Instagram and look at your work and like, okay, these look good. I'm going to book versus like some people don't want to have to go through your website and search and where's the portfolio or like, where's this, where's that? So like sometimes, you know, social media can give people a quicker glimpse of what you have to offer for your business and yourself versus having to go search and read paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff to figure out what they want to know. So I definitely think if you are present on social media and you do try to 
you know, give people a glimpse of your business in the most professional and best way as possible. I feel like it can be so beneficial. And I definitely think people overlook a lot of it. And like I was telling Crystal before, I don't really watch reels. I watch TikTok. So I don't really like search the reels. I don't like go to the Instagram explore page, nothing like that. I just look at the people I follow and that's literally it. So like for me, I don't make as many reels as I probably should or could um, because I'm just not creative in that area because I don't really like reels for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I just like TikTok just so much because, better. <laughs> but just because you personally don't like reels doesn't I know. mean your clientele. And that's why I still but, make them. But yeah. However, I just know I'm not like Into I should it do because, more. Yeah. yeah. And you attract what you like. So right. it's like that's kind of. So it's kind of just like I don't put as much effort as I really should or need to um, into it. However, like. Instagram especially and even Facebook um, depending on you know your age group of clientele that you Mm -hmm. are looking for or have um, and just like you know you can always take a little quick survey when your clients come in you can ask them hey do you get on Instagram or Facebook more and you can ask your clients that and ask every client every day that and either write it down and keep a mental note and see what you hear more of what even your clientele that you have already and you know you can take that into consideration of what you spend a little bit more time on thankfully in this day and age, you can post on Facebook and Instagram yeah. at the same time. Um, and it makes a post on both platforms for you. However, you know, sometimes like I do post stuff on Instagram that I don't post on Facebook or vice versa. And, you know, if Instagram is way more like, you know, user friendly for all my clients. Yeah, yeah. Like I would rather put way more time into my Instagram than my Facebook, but you know, for everybody it's different and it definitely matters on your clientele. Um, you know, younger clientele definitely use Instagram way more than Facebook. However, a little bit of older clientele usually use Facebook more. So I definitely feel like you have to kind of, you know, take a tally of your your client's age and what they say that they may use or do on a daily basis and kind of factor, factor that into your social media use. And um, also, of course, always like expand it so that you can, you know, reach new people. Um, however, you definitely want to kind of pay attention to that because, that can make a difference. If you're only putting your, you know, your ads on Facebook Mm -hmm. or your clients are on Instagram that you usually get, you know, then you might not, you know, do well in that area because everybody's on Instagram that you usually Mm -hmm. get. You don't really have anybody on Facebook. So I definitely, um, definitely always put yourself out of your comfort zone. I'm not saying only use Instagram then. However, I am saying that you should pay attention to that because, you don't want to be putting your money and your time into the wrong area. Yeah, that's why it's necessary and great to use all platforms because you don't want to be missing out. Like Atalia said, there's clientele, there's certain type of clientele on Instagram, certain clientele on Facebook, but you want to be doing the maximum, yeah, yeah, maximizing your clientele to all. So that's why it's important for you to utilize every platform you can. And social media is just a great way to display everything that you're trying to display. So especially like Atalia said, in this day and age. So yeah. Another way to build your clientele, of course, is, you know, advertising and marketing your business um, other than just posting on social media, but also like, you know, setting up ads and goals and targets to like finding a new clientele basis um, through paying for ads on like Instagram and Facebook and things like that. And that could be you can just, you know, boost your posts that you already post or you can also, you know, create specific ads to reach new people. Um, however, advertising and marketing your business, we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, and it definitely is important. And I feel like building 
your clientele and building just your name is a big thing. So even if you're, you know, you pay 30, 50 bucks for an ad and it says you reach this amount of people and you feel like, oh, no one booked appointment, no new person booked appointment. I got no new follows. You know, sometimes it can still be beneficial because you got your name still out there. And mm-hmm. then maybe the next ad that you post that that person sees, maybe they're like, okay, you know, this is my sign. I saw it yeah. again. Let me book. So I just definitely feel like you can't be discouraged by, you know, it saying you reached 500 people and nobody booked. That doesn't yeah. mean that it's bad. And that doesn't mean that you didn't do good. Your name is still out there. And, it, you know, sometimes it's good to see that even if you got, you know, 20 clicks on your your ad. Okay, great. Those 20 people went and they explored your page. And maybe right now they can't afford to come. Yeah. But maybe next month when they get paid or get their taxes back, they can afford to come. So I just definitely feel like a lot of people definitely just feel like discouraged when they like pay for an ad and they don't get bookings from it. That's not always what you need from ads. Of course, who would not want that? However, that's not only thing. That's not the only thing you can get is like clients in person from ads. Sometimes you can get followers or like many other things that can benefit your business other than just having bookings. So I definitely don't overlook the advertising aspect of a business because you definitely need to find some type of your um, profit that you make. You need to put back into that. Yeah. Um, that's another, you know, just a very important expense for running a business period. Yeah. And you just have to be putting the effort and even when, like that's how you said, if they're not booking, you still have to be putting the effort and putting your name out there. Right. Because eventually they might or they might know somebody who wants to book with you or whatever yeah. the case may be. So just getting your your name out there more and more and more. And now that you say that, I remember I, I posted an ad not long ago and some like some girl who doesn't come to me like tagged another girl. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I don't know either of them. However, mm-hmm. neither of them are current clients, but, you know, now like they, they commented know. under it. So it's yeah. like sometimes it's like, again, like Crystal said, it might be someone that they know. They were like, oh, someone, my friends were talking about lashes and I just saw this lash ad. Let me show my friend. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like you have to look at it in a positive way and like kind of be open-minded towards yeah. advertising because it's not again like overnight. everything it's not an overnight thing yeah. it's not you just post an ad and now you get a whole bunch of new clients it doesn't always work like that so I definitely feel like you just have to give you know give it a chance and explore and like see what works and what doesn't work for your business yeah. like what type of ads so and a lot of times it takes somebody more than probably three times of seeing something before they are right take interest into it or follow through with something or want to invest their money into it yeah and their time what was i gonna say okay so i feel like we should just oh you're talking um talk a little bit about like our journey with building our clientele and where we're at in our journey so far. First, can I say my ways that I wrote down to build a dream clientele? Like like ways I think you can build one and then we can talk about our personal ones. Okay. That relate to it kind of. Okay. So like I said earlier, to build your dream clientele, you starts with you. So you have to be a clear representation of your business and of yourself. Mm-hmm. And even if your business does like includes more people than just you, obviously everyone that works for your business should all do the same. Representation of you and your business. Right. Yeah. You all you guys all want to be very professional and you guys all want to be, you know, liked in the fact that your clients want to come to you and want to re- refer you. So I definitely feel like it starts with you. So, you know, you 
you need to be on time. You need to look professional. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to your clients. You need to care for your clients. And a big way of doing that is listening to what they say and trying to accommodate in the best way possible. And I'm not saying like, you know, do whatever they say. I just mean like if your clients are saying that, oh my gosh, it's constantly cold in here and I'm it's freezing. I'm shivering during my appointment. Okay, mm-hmm. get some blankets and accommodate. You know, yeah. maybe the next time come in and say, yes, I bought a few blankets that I can clean in between people. You know, little things care like for that, their that matter. Yes, yeah. like care and make them feel like I care about you. I don't want just your money and kick <laughs> yeah. you back out. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, your clients, they're going to want you to be great at what you do. So trying your best and doing your best at every at every appointment for every person is big deal. So, you know, you don't want to be like, oh, my last two fills in a row. I feel like my lashes weren't finished. And like, you know, you, didn't, you don't, you don't want to make them feel rushed or like you didn't do the best and then they're wasting yeah. their money and that you're just like trying to hurry up and get them out of there. Yeah. Um, and then you should share your ideas and like kind of like share what you envision for them and kind of like what you envision for yourself. So like people feel included and like Mm -hmm. they understand that like, you know, there's no one size that fits all. And like, you know, I cater to you and your lashes specifically for this reason and things like that, because it definitely, you know, goes into you teaching them, your clients, like teaching your clients about yes, what they're getting done and about your services that you offer and what makes you so different is so important as well as, you know, having a plan for them um, so that, you know, they know, okay, hey, you came to me and your lashes are very damaged. However, over time, we can get your lashes to the best as possible, you know, as they grow back. Now we can add longer ones. Now we can make them a little bit fuller. And, you know, giving them that plan at that initial appointment so they can have something to look forward to and understand that it will get better. Yeah, it's like communication is a big thing that you want to make sure that you're communicating with your clients, right? whether that be communicating what's going on with their lashes or educating them on lashes so that they know more and just communicating all aspects to them. Yeah, and then I feel like the last most important thing you should always do is making your clients feel appreciated. So honestly, yeah. that can be through little things like little gifts or little discounts mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, but it can also just be with words and with like actions, you know, like saying, hey, like you referred three people this month, like I want to give you this. Or if you just like, you know, say thank you, like I really truly appreciate you referring people. I know that yeah. takes time out of your day to, you know, hand out my business cards or, you know, t- write down my business name to give to other people. All those little acts of kindness that other people do for you definitely want to make yeah. them feel free- appreciated for and not just for referring clients and stuff like that, but also just for being a loyal client. client to you. Yeah. You want to make them feel appreciated and let them know that, you know, like I am part of my success is because of you and I really am appreciative mm-hmm. of your consistent business because I have people who have been coming to me for three or four years straight now and it's crazy that I've been doing their lashes for that long straight and the mm-hmm. only break was when we were shut down for a few months because of COVID. Yeah. Other than that, there hasn't been a month they haven't came to me. And it's like crazy to believe that, you know, like that's a lot of money. If you really add up <laughs> all that time, that's a lot of money they've yeah. get given me, you know, yeah. and a lot of support for my business. So you have to just be extremely thankful for that. And and I'm not saying act fake and be like, oh, thanks. I mean, like you should truly be appreciative. Yeah, because but you're in business because. Right. Yeah. You so. Have I definitely feel like those are ways to build your dream clientele is to start with you. So the way you treat them 
is kind of, you know, how they treat you back. So I definitely feel like if you're giving them that great vibe, they're going to give you a great vibe. And I just think that the energy should be there in order to build that clientele. Exactly. And like going back to what we were saying in the beginning is you have to like show up the way you like show up as the artist you want to be so that you can attract the clients that you want. If you're not being 100% like the envision that you see yourself being and you're not acting like that artist from the beginning or, you know, as you're growing, then you're not going to attract the clients that you want because you're not offering what those clients need from you. And that feeds into the same thing that I told Crystal like an episode or two ago where I was telling her, I was like, it's the same thing literally with like, you know, making your schedule. So it's like how she was like, oh, I'm sick of doing 6 p.m. appointments. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, now you need to have a clientele that doesn't do that you don't take for 6 p.m. because yeah. a lot of them want 6 p.m. And that's like a thing. It's literally just like how you like give off your business is how you get it in return. So if you're, if you're putting you out attract. 6 p.m. appointments, people, a lot of people who works for 6 p.m. are going to come. If you aren't now, then some people might not be able to come anymore, but that's okay because there'll be other people who can come at five. And that's okay. And I'm still like in the position of like, well, will they come? When will I get those clientele? Like, but I, I know that they come because I've seen it. It's just still like in that spot where it's like, I don't like I can't afford to lose clients like I'm trying to grow clients and like if I lose my six and I have to wait for like me to get clients that can do five and it's just that whole process of that but and that's why it's like start start with the best you you can yeah yeah like I know everybody's like it's nothing is gonna like all work out from the beginning however it's okay to make changes so just do the best you can but start as soon as you can with what you want to be doing as soon as you can. That way your clientele, <laughs> your dream clientele is going to be there what you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to adjust and find new people and adjust and find new people. Right. If you go for what you want in the beginning, then you'll attract what you want faster. So now we're going to talk about what our dream clienteles are kind of. Just give like a little description of what like crystals is and what mine is. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to like kind of give you guys an example of what we would like define our dream clientele as because again everybody's is different and that's okay um so you go first crystal okay so obviously I would want a dream clientele that like we were just talking about that fits into the schedule that I want that is able to come on time to their appointments and not (laughs) not be late don't cancel their appointments no like actually it takes their appointments seriously and shows up on time to their appointments and don't like just oh like I need to reschedule today or you know whatever (laughs) that kind of (laughs) attitude is towards like they think their appointment is whatever like I want a clientele who knows that (laughs) why are you laughing That takes my time seriously and their time and shows yeah. up. So that's like the that's one quality that I need my dream clientele to have. Um, as well as I feel like an obvious one for a lot of people is I uh, you obviously want a clientele that has disposable money that is going to be able to pay your price no matter what the price is, whatever you think that you're worth and not be scared of being like raising your prices or 
setting the price that you want your um, service to be and know that you're worth and knowing that they're not going to be like, oh, that's like kind of pricey or I don't know, like that seems expensive. They're not going to kind of like judge or question you in that way and know that, okay, yes, you're worth this. I want to pay this and like no questions asked. That's obviously a quality you want to have in your dream clientele so that you don't have those clients that are cheapy or try to like negotiate with you (laughs) or try and like downplay your service. So that's another quality. And I kind of want my dream clientele to share the same like aesthetics that I kind of enjoy and like just because like when I like you're an artist when you do your lash when you do lashes so like the way that I envision things they'll obviously have to have some type of the same aesthetics I mean same kind of like I don't know how to explain it like same kind of vision type of aesthetic that like they'll like my work obviously they're gonna have to like my work because they're gonna want to come to me because of my work so people who just kind of have the same vision of what they like in the art way of lashes. Yeah. (laughs) And just in general, the same kind of aesthetic that I like so that we can be able to relate and talk about things that, you know, we can conversate about on the same type of topic or time or whatever that may look like, whether it be, I don't know, fashion or what's going on in the world or same interests we have or hobbies and things like that like that's um a nice quality to have in clientele that you can be able to talk with right I'm probably missing a few but like those are like my kind of like key pointers that I kind of like want my dream clientele to have because you want to obviously have a clientele that respects your business and you also get to get along with and relate with and be able to actually enjoy your time. And look forward to the Yeah, enjoy yeah. like your conversations. No one wants clients. They're like, oh my gosh, how blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got to do this. Uh, oh, yeah. Do I do want to mention like a clientele that takes care of their lashes, cleans the lashes, doesn't pick their lashes out. Yeah. That's like a big thing too. So Yes. Yeah. Natalia? So mine, of course, mine's going to sound a little similar because yeah, it's like there's, there's only but so many things. But um, my dream clientele would, of course, be I like I think the number one thing first I would say is considerate just because I feel like yeah. – and I mean consider in so many ways, like of my time, of my business, of my everything, because I just feel like when people, you know, know, like people look at a business and they're like, oh, like she's so much more booked out than she used to be. So now she's like, oh, made this like more strict policy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I just feel like people think I just think I'm big time or something. However, no, I'm just a small business that's trying to, you know, make it through this crazy pandemic and stuff, everything that was going on and the crazy inflation. And that's it. It's not even about me trying to just be like, oh, I'm so good. Yeah. Like I'm going to just charge these prices and like whatever. Like, and I just feel like to have a clientele that understands why I, my prices are the way they are and why I charge what I charge and why I do what I do. They like, and just like understand it and not have to like question or like say little smart remarks or things like that. (laughs) I feel like that would be like my ideal clientele. Um, Other than just being considerate of everything. 
Um, I would also say yes, on time, um, definitely can kind of, you know, budge when, when I do have to do a price bridge because of inflation and the, you know, and the year changes and, you know, prices change, they can, you know, still move up with me and still afford to, you know, purchase the aftercare. There's nothing like a client when they come in for a full set and then you tell them the price at the end and they don't really want to add on the aftercare because mm-hmm. it is a quite bit more. And I just want all my clients to be understand that lashes are an investment. Yes. Lashes and brows are an investment and the aftercare is a whole nother investment. Yeah. And it's so important to invest in the aftercare. And I yeah. just feel like that again goes along with taking care of their lashes after, you know, when between their fills, which I can't help them with, mm-hmm. you know, that's something they have to do on their own. So I definitely just feel like that would be one. Um, Clients who listen and understand the importance of aftercare. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say the nitpicking, I would love for clients to, I'm a big, I always tell my clients like when I, especially when it's their first time coming to me, I always say, listen, please tell me if you want to change it up. If you want them longer, if you want them shorter, if you want them fuller, whatever, please tell me like you're paying for them. You're wearing them. I want you to love them. I want them to be worth the time and the cost to you. Yeah. In order for that, you have to love them. So if you want them to look different or whatever, like let Let me me know. know. And I definitely feel like to have a client who's just comfortable with letting you know what they want versus people who come in and nitpick and say, like this oh, fan this eye, that, this fan, yeah. this one eyelash is pointing downwards or just saying stuff that they don't even realize is out of my control and that I can't do anything about. Yeah. I definitely feel like that would be such a great thing to have and not have to like, you know, look like, cause there's some clients I already know we're going to say something every single time. And it's like, yeah. that's not, a yeah. And it's almost like sometimes they almost wants to push you to say like, you might not be the client for me because I don't I don't truly know if you're complaining yeah. about me and saying it's this stuff is all my fault or if you're just saying it in general. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. However, if it's you're trying to like blame it on me, then maybe I'm not for you. It's like I don't even know how to handle that in that way because it's confusing. Another dream clientele factor would be a clientele who's like big on referring because and like leaving reviews and stuff like that and I say that because it helps out the business so much as well as it helps out like other people like help decide to pick you to come to and I definitely think that the clients who go home and take the time to leave a review Mm -hmm. um even if you weren't before we like started offering like a little you know um reward reward for doing it um and then also like the clients who go and they like pass out your name all over social media and yeah yeah. around you know the city or whatever I definitely think that would be nice like having more of those people because there's some people it's like so great every once in a while when I get that one person who I don't even have to ask to leave a review they just do it on their own and I just like I mean I still reward them of course however I'm just like wow like that is so nice that I didn't even have to ask them or beg them or say please I'll give you money off if you do it you know (laughs) what I mean like they just did it on their own because they wanted to and they were so happy with their service and their experience and I just think to have a whole clientele like that would be so cool I kind of feel like that's it honestly I mean there's probably more than I'm forgetting that's of course just like but, the gist of it but like yeah. yeah I didn't say some of the ones that I agree on with you because you kind of already said them um because yeah. it's very similar it's just like a client that's just respectful I mean I think the factors of a dream clientele is pretty much going to be similar to for everybody it's just how they personally suit you and like your personality and your 
your person. So oh, I did just... forget to say one thing. What? Drama free. <laughs> a drama free clientele would be great. Yeah. So that was all me and Crystal could come up with as off the top of our heads today. However, I know we're missing some. So if you guys could leave us on Instagram in our DMs or or in the comments what you guys would want your dream clientele to be like, that would be so cool to hear because I know me and Crystal definitely miss some. And as always, thanks for listening. And follow us on all of our socials at Lash Girls Need Love too. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. And feel free to leave any suggestions or reach out to us if you have any questions. We always love to hear from you. And we'll see you guys next week.